You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle McLaren. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing awesome. Can't producer, producer T isn't here once again. It's, it's getting very inconsistent lately. This guy's out camping. You know, the other weekend he was out fishing. I mean, this guy's living the dream. He really is. Hey, it's Labor Day weekend. We got to give my guests a little bit of slack. But he doesn't put any labor in. If, if To get <laughs> Labor Day weekend off, you got to put some labor in. You got to put in some work. He was hey, he was there last week in the studio, wasn't he? True. He did uh, He did come down to the studio. I'll give him that. I'll right. Give him well, that. now it's my turn to come up to the studio. Yeah, we're waiting. We got a spare chair with your name on it. So, uh, is that where I'm going to sleep for the night or what? Yeah, well, this table is nice, big, and sturdy. So, you throw a mattress on this table, and I think you're good to go. Hopefully, it's about six, five, but it can hold about 245 pounds. Uh, I mean, I got my, my producer in here, uh, Isha Jerome. Uh, Isha, what do you think? Do you think this could hold Kyle McLaren's weight? This thing's like eight and a half feet long and i don't know it supported dylan and i standing on it hanging up this phone so i think it'll be good hey, as long as we don't go live <laughs> <laughs> no we'll, we'll be streaming that don't you worry uh but yeah let's uh let's give a quick shout out to our twitter handles before we uh get any further you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn you can follow the show at stick hungry pod uh kyle where can the fans find you right right here no hold on McLaren underscore K. I there can't you go. Figure it out on my phone. Right there, there you go. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, and like I said, we're streaming this on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so we'll be bringing up uh, comments from everybody from different platforms. Uh, Corey Fleetwood uh, commented the Bayou Benders. He said, Bud, if I shaved, we'd be fucking twins. Well, I don't want to see you shave that beard, Bayou Benders. So uh, let's uh, let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Kyle is having some technical difficulties here. I don't know what's going on. That is a weird sound. Uh, it's not... Oh, no, there we go. It's back again. Uh, apologies to everybody listening on the podcast version of this. And uh, Kyle has left the building, actually. So I, it looks like <laughs> it looks like right now it's just uh, myself and producer Isha. You know what? Give your Twitter handle. Where can the fans find you isha you can find me at vi sports talk but uh please go f- uh, follow at hockey pod net the hockey podcast network um well it's a good thing i decided to sit in today dylan eh yeah no for sure uh because i would have been left here on my own except you know what i've always got shane van ice who will step it up because shane is always watching the feeds uh and he says i thought his name was benders um benders. Ben- well that's like his He's the Bayou Benders. He's the Bayou Benders. But, but his that's, the, that's not his given name. The name his mother gave him was Corey. <laughs> uh, I see Kyle's trying to join back now uh, into the stream. So Kyle is back with, with uh, more dot. What, what, what would you say that sound is? It's like one of those radio show games where it's like name this sound for, for like $5,000. It's, like it's like the sound... Plinko makes when it makes its way down on the, the prices, right? Yeah, you know what? That Plinko underrated game. Underrated game. I love that game. Best mini game on prices, right? Hands down. But you're right. The the noise the 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 chip would make when it hits like each uh I don't know what to call them, but but when it goes down, man, it's such a satisfying noise. I don't know why. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I think uh the next task list on our uh, board there is get Kyle McLaren a mic and computer. As soon as possible. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's top of the list. Let's try. Oh, Kyle, Kyle's trying to join in once again. And on the uh, fly producing here, Kyle, I know, I know you're repping the data right now. Might as well switch the internet and try that and just no, I, that's, it hey, that's what I'm trying right now. Try, okay, uh, okay, trying okay. everything. Well, hey, we've gotten 10 seconds without hearing it again. Uh, and I just jinxed myself. Yeah, um, I can hear it too. 
Well, you know what? Bayou Bender's comments again. He says dog chewing on a fucking knuckle bone is what it sounds like. And uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. There you go. Uh, Bayou Bender's, you're the winner of the prize this week. That That is just... <laughs> that, that is awful. And we haven't had technical difficulties like this for a while. Honestly, in the lobby, we were just testing everything out, and then it just kind of just happened on the fly. And it just happened on the fly, yeah. Um, you know, it could, it could be... <laughs> this is just going great. This is going amazing. Uh, you know, it, maybe if you plug in headphones, it'll help it. I don't know. Just, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Uh, but we're, we're going to mute them for a second here while we... Uh, get into everything i want to give everybody a reminder uh to check out our apparel store which you can find on twitter at stick hungry pod it's the pin tweet at the top we have new designs coming out all the time and uh big thank you to everybody that has <laughs> bought apparel on our store actually the other day so big fan of the show oh, yeah. uh nick floor so this guy's this guy's always around always appearing on the show he actually no, it's uh, we try to bring Kyle back once again. It's not working. Uh, <laughs> so I think Kyle's going to switch up devices. Anyways, Nick Floor, uh, big fan of the show. And I went onto our page to look at, you know, if we had any new orders uh, for the apparel store. And I saw someone bought it with the last name Floor. And I was like, oh, that that must be Nick Floor. I mean, who? how many floors really listen to this podcast? So anyways, I send him a message. I'm like, yo, thanks, bud. Thanks for the purchase. It means a lot. Uh, you have no idea. And he's like, wait, what? I like, thanks for buying the shirts. He's like, I didn't buy any shirts. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Must be another floor. He's like, yeah, well, my birthday's coming up. Maybe my wife bought this for my birthday. And, uh, it turns out, yeah, it was, it was for his birthday. So we ruined Nick Floor's birthday surprise. Spoiled it, bud. Spoiled it. Uh, Bayou Bender's coming in again. Corey Fleetwood saying Nick Floor is a fucking G. He is. He is. Cause he's a huge supporter. Of the podcast. There's another comment from Chloe here. There we go. Sounds like producer T is ripping one in the background. Uh, True. And and it wouldn't surprise me, to be quite honest. Uh, You know, wherever producer T is camping right now, he's ripping one. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. Uh, Kyle McLaren, uh, seventh time is the charm coming back. Uh, He's nodding his head like he can't hear me, but I can hear him. And I don't hear uh, producer T ripping one in the background. No, so uh, some producing here on the fly. He can't hear us, unfortunately, <laughs> but we can hear him, and there's no more clicking. So uh, we obviously have some work to do as we move into our new streaming platform here. Um, Everything was working in the lobby. That's what really gets me, you know? this well, I mean, just That's the nature of the business. <laughs> and there's Kyle slamming his headphones on the ground with disgust. Well, do it live. <laughs> Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Um, another reminder about our apparel store. The next 20 purchases get entered to win an Evander Kane puck. I think we're at, I, I don't know. I think we're about half, halfway through. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is unreal. This is unreal. Kyle, just, just say a word. Is everything is everything okay over there? It sounds like you might be getting well, loud with all these noises. I'm trying to make everything okay. It's just not okay. <laughs> I tried I mean, we know, bud. We can, we can see the struggle. Um, it just sounds awful. <laughs> this is going. This is not going talk as well about, as I Talk said. about the train not even leaving the station and it just tipping oh, over, right? Yeah, no, for sure. This train didn't even leave the workshop. Um, Corey Fleetwood in there saying again, this is the best. Uh, I hope it's entertaining uh, because it's a little bit rough for us right now. Uh, and Kyle McLaren has left once again. All right, Isha, we, we might as well get into some of these topics. So, so, so what episode is this again? This is episode 71. Featuring Isha Dromi. There we go. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know I was going to have to put that in the, and, in the uh, title, but we are... State of Hoppy, if you're watching, uh, I am behind on press now, <laughs> and you got to take the rest of it, bud, because we're going live at uh, 7.30 Central. There we go. There we go. But uh, again, thanks for joining me on this podcast. I mean, like we said, it wasn't really expected, uh, apparently it's entertaining so let's it's, let's fucking go i, I hope it is and we're, we're recording from the hockey podcast network studio and beautiful headquarters. headquarters and beautiful ladysmith british columbia Ooh. uh so we we have a, a massive desk essentially me and isha we work side by side here uh so when we go on we have one guy to the side just you know being a, a standby producer we'll, we'll call it that 
Um, but you know what? Times like this, when Kyle couldn't make it, apparently because of technical difficulties, when producer T is out just ripping it uh, while he's camping, it's nice to have someone to jump in and help me out here, especially, especially doing a stream. Doing a, doing a live solo, just a podcast is all right, but doing a stream... I think it's something else. It yeah. a, it adds a little something it, to the well, uh, like, to the broadcast. It's like when we did radio back in the day, right? It's more uh, I, I don't know. It's just such a better setting. You can connect more with both you know live guests that you bring in, and obviously uh, better chemistry back and forth. Kyle, how, how's back. it going? You know what? I think, I, I, th I think I'm back. I think we got it. I think we got it. I don't. Uh, Bayou Benders, if you hear any dog chewing or uh, producer T ripping bong tokes in the background, let us know. But I think. Uh, I think we resolved the sound issue here. Okay. Well, everybody, stick hungry listeners, viewers, Kyle, Dylan, you know where to find me. If uh, And if you've made it this far in the podcast, we, we really appreciate it. Because like we said, technical difficulties at the start. But uh, we'll get through it. Let's uh, let's dive into... <laughs> Jesus Christ, again with the haircut. I, I love it. I love it. But you know what? It could have been. It, it could be the haircut. I haven't had a haircut for like six months and everything's gone fine. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's let's get into some hockey stories here. I, I got to start off with this one. Pierre Maguire. It's, uh, it's been reported that Pierre Maguire has been interviewed uh, to be the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. Kyle, I, I want to know your initial thoughts on this because people, people seem to have strong opinions about old Pierre Maguire. That would be a, a hell no for me. <laughs> if, I was, if I was a player, yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like him as an announcer. Just like Mike Milbury, I don't like him as an announcer. I don't understand why that. Again, as an announcer, I know he was back in the day a GM somewhere. Couldn't even tell you where, but no, I like, think it was for the Islanders. Yeah, no, I just I don't see yeah. it. I mean, he he just doesn't. He doesn't intrigue me as a young and up and coming general manager. That what they need. Their team needs a, a new identity, but I don't think uh, Pierre Maguire is uh, is not good. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. One thing people are saying though is they're hoping he actually gets the job, so it takes him off the broadcast. Uh, so that's how <laughs> that's how much people dislike Pierre Maguire. And, and to be honest with you, if Mike Milbury got a job as a GM in this league, let's be honest, Pierre Maguire could probably get a job as well. How about, I mean, how about Jeremy Roenick get a, a GM job? He he lives in Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know I mean, so I mean, I, no, I don't. I don't see it. I mean, again, if they interview him, yeah, because you got to interview a bunch of people. But right. I just don't see him as a consistent GM that can get the job done for uh, for the Coyotes. And you mentioned it. Like, what what do you think the players would think of that? Bringing on this guy's GM? Would they just hate it from the get go? Well, the thing is, is, do you want Taylor Hall? I mean, are, are they trying to get rid of Taylor Hall? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good point. Because, again, is you want people to come to Arizona to play and Phoenix to play for the Coyotes. To me, that would just uh, – I mean, a lot of players would not like that at all. No, I, I'd have to agree with that. And if I was a fan of the Arizona Coyotes, I would also say, hell no. I, I'm, I'm not having any of that. Uh, a couple more interviews uh, reported out there. Mike Babcock and Gerard Gallant have apparently been interviewed for the uh, head coaching job in Washington. Now, Mike Babcock and Alexander Ovechkin, that would be quite the combination. I don't know how that would work out. Well, what's, what's, why not? Well, I, I mean, just all the stories I, I've heard about uh, Mike Babcock. I mean, he's he's quite the personality. I just feel like they would either work really well together or they might clash. I mean, I don't know how it would turn out. It's like a Mike Keenan situation uh, in a sense because you, uh, you know, Babcock demands a lot of attention. But so does the Vegkin. So to me, yeah. it's, it's again, like I think you're right. It's, it's either going to work if that's the head coach or it's not going to work. And it's going to be disastrous. I don't think there's a 50-50 on this one. Um, I'd actually see Gallant go in there more so than Babcock. I, I like Gallant. I think he might yeah. actually be a really good fit in Washington. So I think they should definitely explore that. Um, you know, from guys you've played with, have you heard any Babcock stories, like any stories where he's just gone nuts or, you know, maybe played head games with guys or is it kind of, uh, you kind of keep it on the down low, most guys after dealing with Babcock? 
what head coach doesn't deal with people on a, on a, on a different level? I mean, again, as you can talk to your team in the locker room before the game, after the game. There are certain things that go on behind the scenes that players have to deal with that, again, I don't even know. But, you mean, from what I know, you mean, Babcock has been a pretty good, solid coach. He may have said some bad things in the past. Should he be coaching again? I mean, everyone deserves a second chance uh, from what he said. But I just, I don't know. I, I just don't think that's the right fit for Washington right now. But maybe a younger team, I, again, as I don't know. I mean, I, I think he, I, I mean, it, it, that's a tough question because I, I, I actually liked Mike Babcock as a coach. Uh, Greg Savoie is actually commenting on Facebook. He's saying Gallant would adapt, but not Babs. Yeah. And, and I could see that. I mean, Babs kind of likes to run his ship how he wants. Um, might be tougher for a guy like that to adapt to different teams. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Washington, though. They got rid of their head coach pretty quickly after being eliminated. Yeah. And, you know, they have a window. Like, they they got to push here for the next three, four years because Ovechkin, he's not going to be around forever. You know, yeah. Nick Backstrom, he's not going to be around forever. Once those guys are done... I mean, it might kind of be like a San Jose situation with Thornton and Marlowe being finished with the Sharks, right? Yep, and Hopi too. You I mean a goaltending yep. situation? If they if they don't get Hopi back, they're going younger goaltender, and, and you know what? That's going to be a problem. I wouldn't say a problem. It's going to be a different scenario. Yeah, we've talked about it before on the podcast. But what are the chances? Do you think of Hopi coming to San Jose, play for the Sharks for maybe two, three seasons? I think they got to get rid of Jones or, or do something else. Yeah, I don't definitely think they keep both goalies, but I, I think they got. I think they have to address their goaltending before they do anything else. Yeah, that's and there. There's a handful of goaltenders out there that you could take a shot on. I mean, just look look at Vancouver. Maybe you could even make a, a bid to try and trade for Thatcher Demko. Um, you know, you got to well, look. Hey, you know what, uh, but by the way, you know, I, I love that series. You know, Demko freaking yeah. came in. And I thought it was over in five. Do you know what I mean? And again, they should have been over in five. And I don't know what happened to Markstrom if he had an injury or they just went, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go young and see what we can have. Yeah, but, I, you know I think Markstrom he had was, an injury. He was lights out. Man, he unbelievable. Like, I haven't seen a performance like that for a while from a goaltender. I mean, your first three playoff games are all elimination games against the powerhouse that is the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, and to put up the amount of saves he put up as well. I mean, you look at the shot totals. I don't have them in front of me, but they were somewhere like 40 uh, to like 15 shots for the Canucks. And it, it was, it was it unbelievable. Was like, it was more like 60 to like freaking 20. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I think 20 is a lot from the Canucks. I mean, yeah. you look at game seven, halfway through game seven, the Vancouver Canucks had six shots yes. on goal. How how do you expect to win a playoff series when you get six shots in you know thirty five minutes? Yeah, it's, you don't. It's not gonna, it, it was it's an not embarrassment. <laughs> Sorry, I had to no, chime in there. Guys. It's just not going to happen. No, it isn't. And, and somehow it worked for the first two games. I don't know how. I think they I think they got a little bit lucky. Um, also, at the end of the day, those first two games. I mean, for the Vegas Golden Knights, they got a lot of shots. But I feel like Vancouver really tightened up the middle of the ice. So they were a lot of perimeter shots. So it might have looked worse on the score sheet than it actually was. But still, I mean, that that Vegas team, I don't I don't know if anybody can stop them, to be quite honest with you. I think uh, the Dallas-Vegas series is going to be very intriguing. And I think it's going to come down to goaltending in the, in the ultimate end. I mean, Vegas has the firepower. But again, they, they went on a backup goaltender in Demko, which he's a rookie, basically. Yeah, and you know you got to be able to score goals, but again, as Vegas proved again, as the end, they got a couple by them. It was basically one and two empty netters, right? Yeah, no, exactly. So two actual goals on Demko. So, so it's just, I mean, they have to be able to score, but again, it's 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 the coaching staff uh, that's Pete DeBoer's system, and they stuck to it, and it got them through this one. But I just don't know. I mean, again, as I have, uh, I've. A sentimental feeling for Dallas from Pavelski, but I just don't think it's enough to get past Vegas right now because Vegas has two solid goaltenders. Bishop came in that one game and was awful. Totally yeah. awful that one game. 
And I'm like, you know what? If you can't ride two goaltenders right now, you know, if you if if you need it, then I I think Vegas is gonna uh, I think Vegas is gonna win this in at least six. I mean, I'll give props to them for beating the Colorado Avalanche because at a certain point in the playoffs, I was thinking to myself, nobody could stop this team. Yep. You know, a couple injuries later, and that kind of changed the game. So the Dallas Stars, yeah, they're they're going to the third round of the playoffs, but realistically, they played a beat up Colorado Avalanche. So playing a healthy Vegas Golden Knights team, I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I'm gonna say six games. Uh, Vegas takes this one. Yeah, I think if Colorado, I don't know if you can hear me or see me still, but yeah, I think if uh, Colorado had their uh, goaltender healthy. Yeah, Hutchinson, they would have been, uh, it would have been closer, I think. But again, as I have sentimental value for just Pavs being out there, and you know, what? I, I'd like to see him hoist that cup from just playing with him at a younger age and just seeing what he brings to a team. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think most San Jose people are rooting for Dallas just to see yeah. Pavelski get a chance to actually lift the cup. Uh, Greg Savoy, he's actually he's uh, he's all over the message boards here. I'm loving it. Uh, he says San Jose should look at acquiring Flurry, Murray, or Anderson uh, to throw in net. What do you what do you think about those names? I'm going to jump off and say Flurry. I think he he's past his prime. I think he's too old to bring to this team right now. Murray or Anderson? I don't know. I can maybe see that if we could somehow like swing a deal there. Yeah, you're going to have to get rid of another goaltender. I mean, that's the Sharks' problem right now. Is I actually I would I wouldn't acquire uh, Flurry. Murray is an interesting. Because he's young. He's young. Yes. Anderson, you know what? No. I can't. I mean, again, is, is if it's going to be a bridge goaltender, then I'm okay with that. But again, is is if San Jose depends on what direction they're going to go, if they're trying to hold on to what they got, then I would go with Flurry. But if you're yeah. going young, but if you're going younger, I would uh, try to acquire Murray, but I just don't see the price tag for Jones. If somebody's intrigued with him, unless you're going to buy him out, and then you go uh, acquire Murray, but Murray's going to be a five million dollar goalie. I can't see any of those three goalies going for less than five. No, I'll agree with that. And what kind of assets do you have to give up to get Murray? Because I don't right. know if you really have those. I mean, you can say draft picks and prospects. As far as prospects go, we don't have too much. And draft picks, you got to think we want to keep all the draft picks we can get at this point. Man, yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't. You can't trade Jones. For to me, any of those three goalies straight up, there's got to be a draft pick. Not a chance. There's no chance. Jones is a cap dump at this point. I hate to say it. Um, You know, maybe he can change my mind going into next season, have a good first 30 games or so. But at the moment, he's looking like he's a cap dump player. So you're going to have to give up assets just to clear that contract off the books. And I mean, who else are you going to give up? I mean, again, as they said, there's, there's really nobody in the farm system in my opinion, that is like worth throwing in there. Unless you're throwing in a fourth line player, or uh, you know, like to me, if you're gonna get a, Mar- a Murray, you're gonna have to throw in a, a second to third defensive pairing, yeah, along with Jones, just to get a younger goaltender. And yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Again, he's won. He's won the cup, so you I mean you, you yeah. can't argue with that. No, I, I think he's a great. Cup. I think he's a great goaltender, but uh, you know the Pittsburgh Penguins—they're—they're they're in a win-now mode. So yeah. I'll agree. I—I I don't know if draft picks get it done. I think they want some guys that can step into the lineup right now and make a difference. Uh, before we keep going, though, we were—we were having this argument in our in our group chat, going back to the the Vegas Golden Knights and Vancouver Canucks series about that Ryan Reeves hit when he got uh, a five-minute misconduct near the end of the game. Um, I, I think it was a pretty dirty hit. You you seem to think it was all right. We're going to play the clip here. And if ever, anybody has comments, uh, please jump in. Cobwebs. But right here, you can see he's in a spot. He's extending. And uh, the only thing I'll say about this for Ryan Reeves is the fact that he didn't change his course. He just braces himself for the contact. But there's no question he goes in there. Mott's kind of leaning forward. And he catches chin. In my opinion, that's a headshot. So in my opinion... It was it was dirty, but only really because of you know the way Tyler Mott was leaning into the play, and I think you know he had Paul Stasny on the other side, so he he kind of had to lean that way to try and protect the puck. Um, and then Reeves comes in and like I, 
from my point of view, I know we argued on this, but I think the head was the first point of contact uh, when Reeves made that hit. I don't know. D- defend your case here, Kyle. Why do you think that was an all right hit? He didn't make it. If you go back and put the slow motion on there, oh, the bad reputation, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, if you go back and watch it in slow motion, he did not touch his head at all. And he did. And it, he he, he hit his. He hit him in. He got him in the chin, though. I mean, no, I'm calling. He did. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what? Cobwebs. Are you getting? I. I. Right here, there. you can see he's in a spot. He's extending, and uh, the only thing I'll say about this for Ryan Reeves is the fact that he didn't change his course. He just braces himself for the contact, but there's no question he goes in there. Mott's kind of leaning forward. And he... Did Mott come back and play, or did he miss a shift? Uh, he he came back and played, but you can clearly he, see he his head getting com- completely cocked to the side. He missed a few shifts. He missed a few shifts, and I don't think I don't think the amount of time a guy misses because of the hit matters. I think it's it's the technical side of the hit. It's what just, what I happened in that hit, and it was, it was to the head. You know, again, this a, 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 a bigger player on a smaller player. You're gonna make contact somewhere. But it looked like it was again. It's, he had a game. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, game misconduct. Do I mean he deserved that? I just right. don't think it was the intent for the head contact. I just think because Mott's a, a smaller player, and uh, he's in the train tracks. Do I yeah, mean, again, well, if you're in the train tracks, you're going to get hit. I'll partially agree with you. I mean, I don't think Ryan Reeves was going in with the intention of a dirty hit, getting this guy in the head, but it did happen. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it did happen. So I think we found some common ground there. I think we did. Greg Savoie is commenting once again, saying reminiscent of Scott Stevens on Korea. I was going to say it's reminiscent of another play, actually. And uh, we're going to bring this one up right now. Theodore Zednik. Zednik, uh, I don't know if he knows what city he's in right now. Zednik sees McLaren. He has the puck, and it was a high left arm that came right across the face of Zednik. You know, I've played this game for, for seven years and in over 400 games, and uh, there's not one suspension on that record. And I don't go out on the ice um, intending to hurt anybody. You know, no Tamaki. So how's that for a flashback to the past for you, Kyle? It was a clean hit in my looks. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I, I hope some people comment on here. Do you think the Richard Zednik hit was a clean one? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think may, maybe back in the day it was, it was acceptable. I think if you made that hit today, uh, you would get hell for that. What, what actually happened after that hit? Did you get a suspension, a fine? Did anything happen from the league? So it was, in, it was uh, I, I believe it was the second round of the playoffs. And I got suspended the rest of that series. And we were up in that series, and we ended up losing the series. But um, but the thing was, is if 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 you if you really slow down that video, he hit under my arm, and I I again they always said it's an elbow one. I hyperextended my elbow, but I didn't have I had a bruise on the back of my shoulder, like right here. Yeah. And literally, it, uh, I couldn't move my elbow for days because it was hyperextended. <laughs> but you know, what? It, was it dirty? No. But you know, what? I had to be escorted out of that building. And there was uh, outside of uh, who? Kyle's Kyle sounding like a robot. <laughs> Kyle with his uh, the good old trusty internet connection there. Tell yeah, right? yeah. Let's uh, let, let's hear that story again. Tell tell us about you know trying to get out of that building. Well, no, it was just a police. I was police escorted out. I mean, there was it's it's Montreal, so one, it's Canada, and there's a hundred media members around you. And then I had basically from the locker room to the bus, I had like security guards walking me to the bus, and then people outside were uh, I mean yelling and throwing things at the bus. And uh, I probably wasn't welcome in Montreal for a couple of years. Please tell me someone threw a freshly made poutine at you after that. 
I would eat that, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just lick the gravy off the face and take it like a man. I like it. Right? Yeah. Uh, Bayou Benders, <laughs> Benders wants to see it again. So we'll, we'll quickly show you guys. We won't do the full clip, but uh, I think he just likes a good hockey hit. Theodore Zednik. Oh, what a hit from McLaren. Oh, my. Oh my. And Zednik, uh, I don't know if he knows what city he's in right now. Zednik sees McLaren. He has the puck. And it was get ready. Woo! What a hit! What a hit! I love it. I'm losing here. I gotta go. Okay, Kyle's gotta go, folks. Uh, th- thanks for joining me on episode 71. Uh, I'm my, my co-hosts are just I'm just losing them uh, in the boatloads here. But we got we got another one coming on here. We got Isha Jerome. He's gonna help out. Uh, you know, producer extraordinaire on the show here isha once again making make it a second appearance on the show when he's out he's out oh he's 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 done bud uh you know what actually i think this is a good time to take a quick little break we will be back with you in a moment Woo! what is up devil's fans it's your boy neilville piano Make sure you check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Get ready. Woo! All right, Isha. So, uh... We didn't really have an introduction with you, but we might as well do it now. Uh, how, how's your day going? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, started off strong. Uh, I actually was running a little bit late here, so that's why I was like, actually, I, I pretty much finished my side of the outline for the, the soda pod that I'm recording lady or later. Sorry. <laughs> for all you ladies out there. I <laughs> uh, may have gone to trail before this show, too. I didn't think uh, I'd be <laughs> hopping on in the right box here. But uh, no, all is good, my man. All is good. It's a beautiful day here on the island. The last, I think, like extended week of summer weather, which I'm really excited about. It's not smoky like it is in California. BC is staying relatively fire-free. Um, relatively, relatively. Relatively. I mean, man, it happens every year. It happens every year. But uh, no, happy to jump on in uh, in relief. And uh, excited to get uh, my podcast going later. We got uh, Shane Ryan and Neil Villapiano, which you just heard about his show uh, moments ago, uh, joining joining us for the end of the soda pod. And we're going to pit them against each other so that uh, the state of Hoppy and I can sit back, drink some sodas, and watch the wolves rip their heads off. I was about to say, that's going to be an absolute bloodbath with those two coming on your episode. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm going to throw uh, Olympic hockey, yay or nay, and Team USA versus Team Canada uh, Olympics. Because you guys it. had a great talk about that on your last episode, oh. uh, who would win, USA, USA or Canada. I don't and I hear it. you really brought the thunder it. on that one. No. Not not going to talk about it? No, no I'm not going to talk about it. All right. Uh, yeah, join the soda pod to see my redemption speech. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah, I'll take the loss. I'll take the loss. But uh, but I do want to redeem myself for, for, for pride aspect. No, it's a great show. Make, everyone, make sure you check out the soda pod. Uh, you're going live at 530, is it? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say 540 to be safe. How about that? Right, How right, about that? I'm that. always late anyway. So, uh, you know, Hop Hoppy's used to that. There you go. Uh, and stay to Hoppy. Great co-host. Great oh, addition uh, to the soda pot. I, I love having him on that show. I mean, it would, the building would burn down without him. <laughs> just, just like it almost burnt down today without you uh, hopping on this podcast. So yeah, a, little, a little bit. But hey, you know what's funny is it's content and the viewers loved it apparently because there's comments galore. Uh, it became kind of the storyline of this podcast that, you know, without producer T and not a lot going on, um, you, you brought some clips. We we're going to talk some hockey. I was here to chime in if needed, but instead it became the uh, Kyle needs a computer and fucking mic show. And you know, I've never the the noise is coming from his phone. I mean, I've never heard anything like that on a live stream. So, I mean, I guess I'll give him kudos for that. Something new. <laughs> hey, and for everyone listening, both podcasts on on the stream, like we're not chumps here. We ran some, we ran tests for like half an hour. Before oh, we, we did. Going on. 
everything was fine. Everything was going all right. We're in the <laughs> we're in the hockey podcast network studio. Benders comment. Benders commented saying, "Get ready for a three hour edit with those two. I hope not. I hope not. We got a we got a lot of work to do here uh, tonight on the hockey podcast. We, we got network. a lot of posting here tonight, boys. We can't, uh, boys and girls. Uh, at SJ Sharks fan 3 who is Steve, who has been on the show before, he says it's 108 degrees over there. Pretty crispy right now in uh, Sacramento, where Steve is at. So I, I don't envy that kind of heat. I really don't. We got the AC blasting in here, and it's probably only like what 23, 24 degrees Celsius outside. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's gonna get up to the, uh, the 30s, which is like the 90s in uh, yeah. Fahrenheit. So that, that's about as high as we get here. Uh, if you're talking about heat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so you know what? To end off the show, we're not we're corner first and high, baby. Corner first and high, you know it. Podcast network. Uh, high above Victoria's Secret. No, uh, so we might as well just give a quick round three predictions here to end off the show, uh, since you know we had technical difficulties with Kyle, like we said before. It became a comedy show instead of uh, it really a did. Show. So uh, you know, great, uh, great first time on this new streaming platform. But you know what, folks, it, it looks good, doesn't it? If it you like good. the new look of this streaming platform, please. Uh, Leave us a comment. I know Shane's going to say something, uh, either negative or probably. positive. Um, but Shane Van Dyce, we love you, bud. Uh, so, Wait, by the way, can I, can I chat yep. real quick? So I was scrolling through our old Google Drive, and I found pictures from Shane's photo shoot for the rap album. And I was, oh. I was killing myself. I was like, these are amazing. Um, uh, I'm actually surprised I didn't make it my computer's uh, like desktop screen there. Uh, I, I'm on... I'm on the other computer. I'm on my work computer, so I don't have the picture. I next wish time. I had it on me right next now. Time. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up next time because, man, there's a few that that looked like a legit rap album. It really did. Dude. Like Shane with the Sharks jersey and, and the graffiti the mic, dropping literally. the mic. Yeah, that was probably the best part about it. Uh, but let's get into some hockey talk here. Round three of the playoffs. Uh, let's start off with uh, with a couple predictions here. The Vegas Golden Knights against the Dallas Stars. Uh, what do you see happening in this series? Well, I think Vegas has the offensive edge just because they're deeper. And we saw that against the Vancouver Canucks. And we saw that well, all season. They also have pretty damn good goaltending. However, Dallas also has pretty damn good goaltending as uh, Hudobin, if I'm not mistaken, has been actually carrying throughout the playoffs. He has. He really has. In nursing injury and whatnot, unfit to play. Um. Uh, it's a hard one because I, I don't want to say that Dallas is a slow team because they're not by any means. But Vegas, as Craig Granger would say, they're fast as fuck, man. Like they <laughs> they made the Vancouver Canucks young core, you know, look tired real quick. Um, and I don't want to hear back to back as an excuse. Anybody from Vancouver listening because Vegas had that same playing field. But I think I'm going to get Vegas the edge just because of the depth that they had. Oh, the depth that they have, rather. And their defense surprised me a little bit because I think even going into the Vancouver Canucks series, the Vegas Golden Knights, I thought, okay, well, the Canucks defense, they can kind of play pound for pound, uh, player for player value and, and talent comparison against the Vegas Golden Knights. I, after watching that series, Vegas had the edge. I mean, the, the Nate Schmitz, the Shea Theodores, they're above, you know. Shea Theodore is something else, isn't he? thing, like he's a top defender in the league. He's a budding star. And these, and I mean, Nate Schmidt, he doesn't get enough uh, credit. He's an outstanding top four defender. And it was just a lot deeper than uh, than I thought it was. And so credit to them. Um, I, the Dallas Stars, though, they have some damn good experience. I don't take anything away from the Victoria boy, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan. And, uh, and how about Radulov, who's just been an absolute animal. The Russian season. animal. You know, I when I think Radulov, I always think back to that time he fucked the Nashville Predators over. You know, going out. I thought you were late, going somewhere else with that for a second. <laughs> breaking curfew. Yeah. Um, and it just his heart wasn't in it. Went to Russia, punched a couple coaches, got his uh, just got just, the just, anger just, out. Just one, yeah, got his anger out, smartened up a bit, and came back, and now he's a true leader and a family man apparently too. And he's a literal animal. He looks like he was like born out of uh, like a wolf's den of northern Canada, not, or Siberia rather. Yeah, he's a Russian. Siberian boy. <laughs> um, I don't no, actually know that. I, I really like his play, and I, I don't want to take anything away from like the, the younger players on Dallas who are really showing a lot too. Like hell, that that young player. I'm not even going to pretend like I know how to pronounce his name. Scored three goals in, in in what his first playoff appearance or something like that. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from these young players who are 
uh, stepping up as well. But you got the Pavelskis, you got the Perrys, who are also, you know, playing their roles to a T on this team. And they're deep as well. I don't want to you know, take that away from them, but Vegas is faster and just as skilled, arguably even more depth-wise. And so I liked what Kyle said where it maybe could come down to goaltending because it, it kind of always does in the playoffs unless you're the Vancouver Canucks. God damn it, boys. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think Vegas takes this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Vegas as well, and we're slowly losing uh, viewers of the live stream because we're we're stroking off Vegas here. But I'm sorry, San Jose fans. Like, they're a damn good team. Uh, they have the depth. They have the goaltending, which, like Kyle said, is going to be a big factor in this series. And just watching them closely after watching that whole Vancouver Canucks-Vegas Golden Knight series, I mean, if they can press like they pressed the last three games, I don't know if Dallas has a chance. I mean, the top-end talent on Dallas is there. I mean, they have Joe Pavelski, Radulov, Sega, and Ben. I mean, those are four elite forwards. But I think it comes down to depth. And we saw that with the Vancouver Canucks against this Vegas Golden Knights team. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say six. I think Dallas can squeeze out a couple games. But I'm going to say Vegas takes this one in six games. Let's go over to the East. The New York Islanders. Hold on. Hold on. I think seven. Seven? I think okay. With, with okay. Only because if Vegas can close out games with their defensive play and only score one, one or two goals, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a problem if Dallas, you know, fixes things on the fly because they have scoring power way deeper than the Vancouver Canucks. So if they go on a scoring lull, they're done. True. Yeah. And that could be in a game seven. Well, and, you know, coming into the playoffs, everybody was talking about how, you know, Dallas was a defensive team and they can't score goals. But if you look at, you know, the Jeez. past two rounds, they've put up some goals. Their top end guys are buzzing right now. Well, and uh, their random ass guys coming out of nowhere scoring get, three. Like. Getting a hattie. Yeah. No, it, that's, that's How a about great point. Speech, eh? <laughs> We're not going home. Oh, I wish I had that queued up. But yeah, that was a great speech. Uh, and, and I agree. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that guy's <laughs> name because it's uh, it's very Finnish. I'll say that. Very, very Finnish. Finnish. Uh, let's go over to the Eastern Conference quickly before we end off this show. Uh, the New York Islanders against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, for this one, I'm leaning towards the Tampa Bay Lightning. I do think they are the best team in the NHL right now. I have them as favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Their firepower, their goaltending, their defense. I mean, you got Victor Hedman on the back end, who you could argue is the best defenseman in the NHL right now. And I, I'll, I have time for that argument. Oh, yeah, me too. And, you know, the New York Islanders, they've gotten to this point because they have great structure. You know, they stage with their game plan. They play great defense. They've gotten good goaltending. I just think they're going to be overpowered by the offense of the Tampa Bay Lightning and switch it to the other side. You know, when the Islanders make a push to score, it's not like this Lightning team is front heavy. I mean, like I said, they have Victor Hedman. They have other great defensemen on the back end. I think it's going to be too much for the New York Islanders. I'm going to say Tampa Bay in six games for this series. What do you think, Isha? Um, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not, Bayou, Bayou Benders is uh, commented with the the spelling or the pronunciation of uh, the Kiva Dallas players Kiva last Rantanen? name. Kiva, Kiva Rantanen. Rantanen. That's actually not too bad. It, well, when he spells it, was, it like that, it ain't you, that bad. Jeez. We need we need this What's guy around more often. Benders? What's the original spelling? Comment that. Um, uh, I mean, put it this way. I agree with everything Dylan just said. Tampa is the better team. Um, they should have been a dynasty team with the roster that they've had the last five years. Um, I mean, we were talking about Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat, and um, oh, it was Kutra yeah, Kucherov was on that line too. The triplets when they were like under twenty-five. Now Palat's almost thirty. Like, like let's like this team has to has to win now. It's been far too long. Um, he he may return to the finals, Bender, as he as uh, Corey comments. Uh, Stamkos is out this series, and it definitely hurts him. It hurts them, but when you're at deepest Tampa, doesn't really hurt, honestly. When you got Braden Point and Kucherov, Braden Point is one of the most underrated players in the NHL. He's the best player on that team. He is. I mean, you can make that argument even with Stamkos in the lineup. He's the best player. And Stamkos, he, he was he was his career is wrecked by injuries. Honestly, yeah, he could have been so much more if he wasn't hampered year in and year out. But back to my just little spiel here. I've been on the Tampa train since that triplets line. Dylan and I were like all in on that team when they started to come up as a, was well, a young dominant team there. And when the lawyer from Prince George stepped in as the coach, you know, all, all seemed well. And they had chance after chance 
after a chance to close it out. And they went far in the playoffs, respectively, with both Ben Bishop, Vasilevsky beating, you know, the Capitals and other elite teams in the East, but they never could get it done. And so this year going into the playoffs, I was telling the state of Hoppy on the Soda Pod that, like, I'm done with the Lightning. I, I, I don't care about them anymore. Like, they're probably just going to choke again. Whatever. And they're actually playing some damn good hockey without Steven Stamkos. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like the Washington Capitals a few years ago. Oh, exactly. You know, when they won their Stanley Cup that season. I mean, the three years prior to that, you know, Washington was on the top of everybody's list. They've got oh, to yeah. be the, the, the Stanley Cup champions. Never happened. Then the year they won it. I don't know. There wasn't much buzz around the Washington Capitals at that point. Well, it was like, I might be mistaken. Again. No, they're like, they're here again. You know, they may, they may do something Pittsburgh or New yeah. York, but, uh, but they, they got it done without much buzz around them. And I feel the same way about Tampa coming into this, uh, NHL playoffs. I mean, they've been favorites for the last three, four years, maybe not number one favorites, but at least in the top three, there's an argument to be made. They have been the number one favorites the last you know, three to five years. Even. Yeah, no, exactly. So, Hey, it, it could happen this year. And I, I, if I'm going to put money on it, the only team I can put money on is the Tampa Bay lightning, but a Tampa Bay lightning Vegas golden Knights series for the Stanley cup. That would be something else. Put that would be, way. that would be amazing. Put it this way. Tampa's the only team that can, that I think realistically on paper can take Vegas out. I, I agree. Like, I don't if, think Dallas is going to do it. And I, I said that a series would go to game seven. That's just based on what I saw with the Vancouver Canucks and if Dallas can get really damn good goaltending. But Tampa Islanders, put it this way, I may change my entire argument and spiel after a game one if the Islanders can shut it down because Barry Trotz is an outstanding coach and the Islanders have firepower. I mean, Matt Barzell hasn't even lit it up yet. Their scoring has been coming from the bottom six. Imagine if their big guns light it up and they, they end up matching Tampa and scoring, yet have the edge as a team five on five defensively. It's There's the caveat. I just I haven't been and maybe it's because I don't watch the Islanders, you know, all season. I've just kind of bought into them in the playoffs, but they haven't they haven't risen to the level that Tampa has offensively. I'm curious to see, to see if they can do it early in this series. It's going to be an interesting Stanley Cup uh, finals, interesting Western and Eastern Conference finals. What do you think is the most exciting series? I think, honestly, the Tampa Islanders is going to be the most exciting one because the Islanders, they're going to shut it down, but the, the Tampa Bay have so much depth that they're going to find some scoring. So I think the Islanders are going to have to change things a bit where they actually force offense a little bit more, which, again, could be a gun show. I think with the firepower of the Dallas series uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, I think that's going to be really entertaining. I'm going to say that's going to be the funnest one to watch. The The Lightning and Islanders, that might be the closer series, though. I, okay. I, I can see that one maybe going to, to seven games rather than the Dallas series. Uh, but either way, it's, it's going to be fun stuff. The playoffs have been amazing this year. Um, you know, I know San Jose Sharks aren't in the playoffs, but uh, we knew that in January, so I can't get too angry and about props that. to Dylan, giving you guys quality content, other than that little mishap earlier uh, <laughs> on the show today, <laughs> throughout this pandemic, throughout, like you said, January, where you kind of knew the Sharks were well, uh, were out of it. Um, I mean, I was a fan of the Soda Pod, not just because, uh, well... Dylan, You're a fan of your own it. show? <laughs> no, not, not this episode, per se. Um, but uh, Or did I say Soda Pod? Yeah, you Sorry. said Soda Pod. <laughs> I'm... Uh, Taking a, uh, a page out of Producer T's book here. Hey, hey guys, guys, this guy is unprepared for the show. I'm he did not, he did not know. know he was appearing until like I'm five like minutes in. Prep as a, as a yeah. So we're, we're trying to wrap quality, it up for him here quickly. Quality content. But no, I've been listening to the Stick Hungry podcast uh, this entire year. I've been super impressed with the the job the boys have done. Uh, Producer T and Dylan, like, like Dylan said, early in the season when it was pretty dire for the Stick Hungry podcast boys and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, bringing on Kyle McLaren has been awesome. We're going to sort out all his audio issues and stuff soon. Again, we didn't <laughs> we didn't know this was going to go down today. We did some testy poos, but uh, I mean, I I'm glad I could uh, chime in and uh, it's been fun, man. No, it's always great having you on the show. Um, we'll have to get uh, State of Hoppy, your co-host. We'll have to bring him on the show at some point as well. But yeah, well, you know he'll want to talk South Park. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you sold me a little too high there. I mean, I'm a fan of South Park, but I don't know every detail. So that guy... He's going to school me on South Park, I'll tell you that. Uh, but you're right. It has been somewhat of a tough year for us just because of the fact that we haven't played competitive hockey realistically since January, February, when we knew we were out of the playoffs and then COVID hit. 
and this whole playoff thing. So yeah, it's uh it's been a grind, but we're getting there. And you know, big shout out to our fans for keeping us going as well. You know, with all your questions, comments, yeah, look at this showing up. Yeah, no, it's amazing showing up on our live streams. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, Steve. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at sjsharksfan03. He has another comment, uh, and this one is from Twitter saying, "Hopefully the draft will be different, so the Kraken are not playoff ready out of the box." I don't, I don't think they will be. I, I think don't... that they're going to have a decent team because they're not necessarily going to fleece teams much like George McPhee did with the Vegas Golden Knights. But some teams, like the Vancouver Canucks, for example, who like they have two goalies that they either have to expose or trade prior to this. Like there's some teams who are just naturally in cap hell pickle and uh, cap hell pickle. That's yeah, a band name right yeah. there. There you go. Set you up perfectly. Um, and they're just inevitably going to have to make these side deals for players not to be chosen. That's just, it's just going to happen. No team can clean it up like that in a year. So, and, and Hey, the Vegas expansion, that was a learning experience for GMs around the league. They know what to expect this time. And I, I, I mean, and realistically, also coming into that season after after the team had been picked, nobody had them going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, we thought they were a bubble team right away, and uh, well, they, even the fan base they were prepared to suck. Yeah, no, exactly, and they turned out to be a pretty damn good hockey team, and uh, and a force in the NHL. But wow, this has been uh, this has been quite the ride here on our first well, not our first live stream, but first live stream through this service going to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks everybody for joining us. You know, uh, Bayou Benders, Shane Van Ice. Uh, we got Steve in here. We got Greg Savoie came in. Uh, Kyle McLaren made an appearance. Big shout out to guys. Speaking of rides. Yeah. Now I really got to give it to the guy. That that was that was producer Isha and that was actually on his way here to record this podcast. So he got up after that. He actually had to drag himself by his hands. His 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 legs were useless. They were just dragging behind him like a sack of potatoes. But look at him now. Look at him now. He's sitting there in the producer's chair. So this guy's really battled through it, but uh Thanks for showing up on this episode, Isha. We really appreciate no it. No problem, my man. Uh, give one last shout out to your Twitter handle. Uh, at VI Sports Talk, but go give uh, the Hockey Podcast Network some love at HockeyPodNet. I'm not even going to read out uh, the Bobby Bender's comment because he is so wrong. Uh, yeah, we're not we're not going to get into that now. We got we got to wrap this up quickly. Uh, make sure you check out the Soda Pod, which Isha Jerome hosts. Uh, they will be going live pretty much right after us. I mean, we've given this guy a lot of prep time, so it will be a great show. I promise you that. Uh, but once again, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast, episode 71. We're, we're getting close to 100. 100 is going to be a big one. We'll have to do something special. Isha Jerome is leaving the building and I will join him as well. So thanks once again, everybody for joining us on the Stick Hungry Podcast. You can give myself a follow at DYL underscore THPN and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. And we'll talk to you next week.